listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it. I'm RJ live on a big, big Monday holiday week, two weeks continuing. But hey, was there a football game yesterday? Yeah. Is there a football game tonight? Yeah. Well, we'll be here. Well, except if it's really a holiday. <laughs> live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. AJ, it, I don't know how many people read Dickens anymore. But it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. He loved the Bills. But his boy. Is that the way to say your boy, Hubbard? Hubert? Herbert. Sherbert. What's his name? Herbert. Justin. You call him J-Boy, right? I just call him Justin Herbert. No, no, no. No, you... Like when we text? Yeah. J-Boy. J-Boy. <laughs> it, it's, listen, it's cute. I mean, when, when media members, you know... Herbs. We'll that's say, what God, that's, that's the one. Herbs? Herbs. Okay. But you know what? We're going to let you decide. Usually, we do the Vegas lead. I decide. But I'm going to give you a multiple choice. You have two choices. <laughs> it could be the Buffalo Bills, because this is a team, just a little background. AJ, he gets emotional about teams, and he, when he, he hates being wrong. Oh, I don't know if his dad was like particularly critical. Well, let's just dig in. Was he? No, not really. No, no. Because usually, would you agree? You you really don't like being wrong. I hate being wrong. I hate losing. But, but it's not even. But here's the thing. It's not like you hate being wrong, like because you want to be so right. It's almost like you just hate someone telling you you're wrong. It's like it's like if somehow you could be wrong, but but in secret, I don't think it would bother you as much. It would. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. It's just like losing. I don't like to lose at anything. I don't like to be wrong about things. But you, say, but you think you'd gotten used to it. I, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so I mean, like somehow, some way, when the Bills, who was a team you were high on, high, 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 when the Bills started out. And the Steelers just dismantled them. <laughs> How you somehow came in the next day and said, "Oh, I think the Bills should have won that game." I did say that. It's kind of become the prototypical example of like rhyme or reason doesn't seem to get through. If you got an opinion, you're sticking with it. That's fair. Now, isn't it true though? You did jump off the bills because I kept badgering you about it, and you finally said, "Listen, the bill. I thought they were good. They're not good. So, can you really even take a victory lap right now? I cannot take a victory lap. I know an old man who split when I was four years old. You know what he left me? He left me a strong box and no key. I had to run over that thing three or four times, and I finally sprung the lock. You know what was inside? Yeah, the key, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> 
dads, dad. dads can mess things up, yeah. AJ. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. But we will give you some credit because you had a pick on the Bills plus, what, two and a half? Two and a half. What was your main takeaway from the game? That the Bills, when the weather wasn't slowing down their offense basically to a crawl. So when there wasn't an excuse. When they won, there's no reason for an excuse. Well, they, their offense dominated this game. Josh Allen played his probably his best game since the Kansas City game and really just dominated this Patriots defense that up to that point had been the most efficient defense in the league. So a pretty good look for the Bills offense. Well, if you look at it in the second half... It was, here's the way it went. Buffalo field goal, New England touchdown, Buffalo touchdown, New England touchdown, Buffalo touchdown, New England interception. So the offenses seem to be dominating all the way around in the second half. In the second half, yeah. In the first half, and the game went in, it was, uh, let's see here, 17-7? 17-7 halftime score. Okay. And... Allen scored last in the first half. Okay. So, some people would say, people are saying (laughs) that one or two plays goes differently. I mean, in a weird way, what you're saying about how well Josh Allen played almost could be scary as a Bills fan because you could say, well, if one or two plays had gone the other way and Josh Allen played about as well as he could – how do you beat it? I mean, it, it feels like him playing. Unless you think Josh Allen's just going to play that well specifically against New England. It's like, let's say you're a golfer and you're a 10 uh, handicap, right? So if you shoot four over par, you've exceeded by six strokes. And if you just win against someone, are you wanting to bet them the next time? Couldn't the case be made that this, unless we believe Buffalo is particularly suited to do well against New England, which I don't think that's true, this was a great game. And give them their, as the kids say, the flowers. Let's give Buffalo their credit. But does this bode well? If they match up again, there's a heck of a chance there they is. could match up in the playoffs. I think they do match up well with the Patriots mm. because when Mac Jones has to be relied on to be the guy, yeah, but that only happens when the Patriots fall behind, sure, which they don't necessarily going to fall to. It's not like the Bills have. It's not something intrinsic about the Bills that make him get a lead against New England. It's they got they've gotten a lead. They got a lead in this game. The Bills have an elite offense, mm-hmm. and if the Patriots have to chase an elite offense, I think they're in trouble. Wow. Just like I think the Chiefs would be a bad matchup for the Patriots. And and that's cause of what? Because the, the Patriots are not... Because just historically, not Belichick's built to win played... shootouts. Yeah. But that's the whole thing. If, if, if it gets into a shootout, it's not... If what you're saying is the Bills are always going to score a lot against the Patriots, and the Patriots can catch can keep up or not... Yeah, that is a good situation. I don't see it being true. But again, it's, this is, in a way, you're falling into the exact same trap that we were talking about before the show. And that trap is when you have a limited amount of games, you overreact to the games that you have. And that includes even a 16-week, 18-week, 16-game, 17-game season. You could double the number of games, and you still wouldn't be sure. So, in the AFC East, 
The bills are now minus eight hundred. Eight dollars wins you a dollar. If you want to say yes, bills are going to win. They were plus two fifty two weeks ago. All right. So in the NFC West, the Rams were eight to one to win the division a couple weeks ago. Now they're minus three hundred. So think about it. A hundred dollars bet now wins you thirty-three. It would have won you eight hundred dollars two weeks ago. It's crazy. But somehow the Rams beating Minnesota, you know, and obviously the loss, Arizona's loss to Detroit was unexpected. Sure. But it just goes to show you Arizona entering the year, and this is another example of a team that went way up. And now they're going down. Arizona entered the year as the 19th favorite to win the Super Bowl. They were 40 to 1. And they were the fourth favorite or the biggest underdog to win the NFC West. So they were supposed to finish fourth in the West. They start out hot. Oh my gosh, how good is Arizona? They hit their peak. And now it's like, oh, they lost a couple. And it's like, now what's the truth? Probably somewhere in the middle. It's usually going to be somewhere between the high and the low. And that's why we always like to bet against the high teams, the teams that are selling high, and we want to bet with the teams that are selling low. I think I've certainly fallen a victim of that with the Bills because when the Bills scored 17 straight points to send it to overtime to the Bucks, and then lost, I came in here and said, the Bills, they stink. I'm done with them. That was two weeks ago. And obviously now... (laughs) (laughs) Your dad didn't... I mean, something with your dad made you react emotionally (laughs) to these things. I don't know. I'm RJ, but we are straight out of Vegas. AJ's here with the ghost of his father. I think the truth probably <laughs> lies somewhere between how I felt about them after the Tampa uh-huh. Bay game and somewhere and how I felt about them after the game yesterday. So you're starting to see the wisdom of my general. I am my general. Hey, let's buy low. This team can't be that bad, kind of thing. And right. you kind of suckered me into taking an eight to one on the Bills for the Super Bowl, and then they were like. 11 and a half to one the next day. Oh, suckered you. Yeah, suckered me. Uh, listen, it, uh, buyer beware. Let's yes. just say, like, I mean, when we're, this is gambling. What, you want me to tell you what to bet? No, I don't. Well, yeah, well. Because <laughs> you wouldn't believe me anyway. That's true. All right. Now, I'm not one, you know me, I'm not one to brag. I don't like to draw undue attention to myself. Do you agree with this, AJ? Uh, depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie, what do you think? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm saying, what do you the think? Bl- cue the bullfighter music. And let's <laughs> no, I'm not going to do You know, I was going to do that, but I'm not going to. Changing it on the fly. I, I will say this. The bullfighter music's very humble, though. <laughs> Listen, I didn't write that music. <laughs> but, but let me say this. We did, I did like Minnesota. And, and let's be clear, in, I gave Minnesota Friday, Minnesota lost. So it's not like, oh, I'm, I can't lose a game because occasion, you know, there's times I'll lose. I mean, that, I, you know, what am I going to say? No. But I think that's the only game I lost. Uh, our Super Contest, which we came in two games over 500. So the stakes were high at that point 4 0. And we got tonight. Tonight pending. Now, here's the funny part. 4-0, you might say, well, yeah, RJ, you're a professional. You talk so articulately about all this. We kind of expect that, you know? And it shouldn't be a big deal. (laughs) But, well, hold on. Brad, stop throwing flowers. 
It's hard to dance and talk. But the funny thing was there was only one game that was even close. The other ones were like Kansas City. So they covered by what, 2025? And then... Uh, let's think. Oh, oh, Philly. Philadelphia. They only covered by 13. Thir- yeah, that was closer. <laughs> and then, um, let's see, who else do we have there? I'm having a mouth. Cincinnati. Cincinnati. That was only Ooh, about 20. Nail biter. <laughs> but then there was one. The Jets. The Jets. Now listen. And listen closely. This is probably going to be one of the best things you hear today, right now. If there's any team that knows it's not worth tanking, it's the team that drafted Trevor Lawrence and the team that drafted Zach Wilson. The one and two pick. If those two are still deciding, should I play hard to get a higher draft choice? The answer is yes, you should play hard. Because you know what? The difference between one and two, it's a crapshoot. Yeah. They're basically the same guy. No. No, I think they're both just bad in different ways. Okay. <laughs> but let's be candid for a second. Is... Why did the I I am not a guy for advanced like aggression. I'm not one to go for it every fourth down kind of thing. Did you see the end of the Jets? Oh yeah. Thing? Did you see where they kicked the field goal? Yeah. Have I haven't seen a team kick a field goal in that spot in 20 years. Have you? No. I mean it's like you 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 should have what a seventy percent chance to score them. I mean, they're on the one. No, it's not a two point conversion. They're halfway there. So let's call it sixty, just to be like the Jets or the Jets. Most teams, if it is a two point conversion and you get a penalty, they say, oh well, they go for yeah. it because it's a well above fifty. But then even if you don't make it, they now got to go. You know, nine or I guess it would. Uh, they were down by two points or one, so they can kick a field goal. But the theory is they're backed up on the one yard line, and instead they they kick like a nineteen yard field goal. I think they had to take a delay a game to try to get a decent <laughs> angle on it, and, and then they kick off, and Trevor Lawrence runs him downfield like he's Joe Montana, talking about John Candy being in the crowd. But then, <laughs> then he turned back into Trevor Lawrence. Then he then he throws a dump pass, goes down to like you know tight to the end zone. They don't have a second player call, so they had to spike it on third down. On third, I mean, no way would they have just like something you could shout out. And then, I mean, somehow I I don't know how Urban Meyer is still hurting them. The ghost of Urban yeah, Meyer. Yeah, the ghost of Urban Meyer. But but then they have two people in motion, and Trevor Lawrence is telling the one that's not supposed to be in motion, like, go in motion. He's telling them to go. Then neither of them sat in the game. So literally, if that last play, if they would have thrown a touchdown, it was a penalty. Yeah. So it was literally, after they completed a pass to the one on second down, it became impossible for them to score. Illegal shift penalty. It became impossible for them to score. And then the craziest part is they spiked it on third down, and the reason why they were in such a hurry, the play clock was almost to zero. They had they spiked the ball. They had that whole time. Yet somehow they're at the the last play of the Urban game. It's Meyer. a panic. Urban Myers, they got tapes of Urban Myers screaming oh. at Trevor Lawrence, calling him names and stuff. If you if you if you believe that teams tank, you would think that the Jags did it on purpose. But we've seen but that then, think but, enough but Jags. I think games if anything, it's you think the Jets did it on purpose because they can't. I mean, seriously, Mackenzie, you watch football. Your your first cousin is Kyle Shanahan. You know football. <laughs> 
<laughs> have you seen a team kick in that spot? At the half yard line, never. Like, 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 as the last play, you know, as you reach a two minute warning or whatever. It's like this is a spot where you score, the game's over. And it was like a 70% chance. What, what, you kicking off, I don't care if it's Trevor Lawrence or not, as bad as he might be, there's still what? A 30% chance? Or so, Trevor Lawrence, twenty five percent. Yeah, then watching it, maybe zero. So here's my question. I, I'm I'm going to workshop this right now, before I put it on Twitter at RJ in Vegas on Twitter. If you had to had one drive, or no, no, one game, one game to save your life, <laughs> right? Or the aliens, you got. We're putting together a team against the aliens, all right? And and the Earth is at stake. But unfortunately, COVID's running rampant. So you only got four quarterbacks to choose. Oh. All right. Here's the four Trevor Lawrence, mm-hmm. Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. All right. Follow me so far. I'm following. Nick Foles, mm-hmm. Peyton Manning. Today, Peyton Today. Manning. Today. <laughs> Who would you want? Quarterback in four. Now, I know Peyton Manning's going to get a lot of votes. But I'm I'm trying to be serious here. I'm gonna go Nick Foles. Nick third string. Third string Nick Foles. Over the, the, the a generational talent. Yeah. Okay. The general the generational talent is 80 years old now. All right, that no, yeah. Oh, you're talking well, about the other one. I'm talking <laughs> listen, there's only been four generational talents. John Elway was the first. Yeah. Then Peyton Manning. Yep. Then Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. And then Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. And I think we're going to have zero Super Bowls for the last two, it looks like. It looks that way. <laughs> but but all joking aside, Mackenzie, who do you pick? I think I'm going with Nick Foles as well. I, I consider Peyton Manning. I a third-string quarterback. I mean, Nick Foles, like, he's been thrown in as a bad a, a late replacement before, and he's done well in big settings. He's third-string. <laughs> I know. They, they, they literally pay. They, they're paying a lot of money from that Jags contract. I mean, he's a Jag, too. There's yeah. a lot of Jags here. And, and they paid a lot of money for him, and they paid... Uh, Andy Dalton, ten million to be the you know the the uh, veteran starter. So how bad is Nick Foles? And they saw Nick Foles last year with Trubisky. They would have given uh, probably a third round pick to get rid of Nick Foles this yeah. year. So you didn't give me a good option here. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> I just wonder why it's not Davis Mills. I mean, Davis Mills played a good game. But we just said recently for two or three times he's played a good game. So he's played like three or four good games now. I, I, I'm certain he hasn't played four good games. All right. Well, would you take Davis Mills? When we come back, <laughs> I'm going to tell you who I would take in that situation. And this has been the good for AJ. Unfortunately, uh. here comes the ugly. He was so thinking it was absurd. Who predicted the Houston Texans would beat the Chargers? You did. And you were so scared of that prediction, you wouldn't even bat me. But who did? Fezzik did. (laughs) We'll talk all about it. All that and more coming up next. But first, Straight Outta Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the heavens gonna fall. The government runs the business. The government keeps stores. Congress takes a dollar. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. In just a minute, R.J. is going to clown me for my opinions on the Houston Texans. No, no. We're just trying to get to the truth. And what we've done so far today is say, hey, the Bills won. Some people think they dominated. Others think, hey, a couple plays. It was a nice win, though. No doubt, Bills in control of their own Destiny to win the division. Super Bowl odds right now, Bills are the fourth favorite. The first favorite, Kansas City Chiefs, four to one. You made a very interesting point about the Chiefs before the show is how good these odds or how favored they are at this point. Yeah, the Chiefs right now are a shorter price than they were coming into the season where they were the favorites. So any value that you had from that three and four start is long since gone. And now you're paying a premium on the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, so they opened up uh, right before the season, they were five to one. They're now four to one. And. The second favorite coming in the season was the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're now the third favorite at seven and a half to one. And the Packers are surging. The Packers are surging. They're at plus 425. Now, I'm confused by this. Plus 425? I mean, how long ago McKenzie was it? And you know what's funny? I mentioned it on the pod. I didn't mention it here, so I, I'm not, I can't take my bows. But... Green Bay was 12 to 1 when I gave it out. And what was that? That was a month ago, right? Yeah, I'll get the exact date. It was yeah. no more than four weeks ago, yeah. I mean, what has Green Bay done in the last? It's almost like the market, sometimes on these big Super Bowl type markets where the public's involved, it takes a couple weeks for them to see what's in front of their faces. Yeah, that's interesting. I think the 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 hide point of the odds for the Packers, or I guess the the low point, was when everyone was worried that Aaron Rodgers' toe was just irreparable. And who was worried about that? He he played the week the toe came out. You were cracking jokes about it. I, I was, but the 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 odds went up. I mean, they were the yeah, remember I mean, the Packers, but they didn't go. It wasn't like they went up because of that necessarily. You you saw a, a spike because of the uh, the toe. Well, and also looking back, I mean, since that Vikings game that uh, that was four four weeks ago. They lost that game. They've won four straight, including wins over Rams at the Ravens, like quality wins. But here's what's interesting. And this is, to me, one of the most curious lines of the year. The Rams were off the bye. Green Bay had yet to have their bye. Green Bay was home that game. And at one point, and it got bet back at the end, the Rams were like favored by two yep. in Green Bay. I think that day when they went out and smacked the Rams around, yeah. that was the end of any like doubting what the Packers are. Yeah, but let me ask you this. Is how many people, if you said you have two choices, I'm going to give you $10,000 if one of these two teams wins the Super Bowl, but you only get one of them? Chiefs, Packers. I think that less than 15% of people are taking the Packers. 
I think that's that probably pl- fair. With Chiefs four to one, Packers four point two five to one, it's almost the same thing. Well, here's why I would say most people would take the Chiefs because when you look at the AFC, who's the next best team? Is it the Bills? The Colts. I think when you look at the NFC, well, I'm not see, sure who that. I mean, are we really sure that Tampa Bay, as hobbled as they are right now, and and as they will be, Godwin is out for the year, right? Evans, when you start having those hamstrings, you never know what's yeah. going to happen. And AB, as you said last week to lead off the week, uncertain. Now, obviously, we saw if anything how well AB did. In that game, Tampa Bay against Carolina, boy, Sam Darnold just isn't coming around, is he? <laughs> no, no. But <laughs> thank God they got him up for that cheap nineteen yeah, million good next deal. year in the fifth-year option. At Tepper, I, I, maybe I should get into hedge funds if he was dominating <laughs> hedge funds. I don't know. We'll see. I'm RJ Bell, straight out of Vegas with AJ Hoffman. Um, it, it strikes me that if you look, no other player on the Bucks had more than, I think, three or four targets. I'm not sure if it's three or four, but like a very modest number of targets. And A.B. had, I think, 14 targets, 10 catches. It's like, if he's, that, if he's out since week six, I think it was, and like 10 weeks, two and a half months has gone by, he steps on the field, and he's by far their best receiver to the point Brady doesn't want to throw to anyone else. How much reliant are they on Antonio Brown? Pretty heavily, you'd have to think. So, what? How reliant? How confident should they be? Because he gets hurt every year, or he's suspended, or, or who knows what else? Yeah. So, it, 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 what we're saying, he had 15 targets, 10 catches, Antonio Brown, and one other player had more than three targets. Brait. Cameron Brait, the backup uh, tight end. How many targets did he have, McKenzie? Four targets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Gronk, so, only two targets in the game. Oh, Gronk. Gronk's like a car that you get, midlife crisis car, that half the time it doesn't work. But even, <laughs> but even if it does, you don't want to bring it out in the rain. You don't want to bring it out if it's cold. But I tell you, if it's 72 and, and not windy... It runs. That's the one. It runs Put the nice. Top down. <laughs> it runs nice, baby. That's that's what you're dreaming about. But again, Gronk did that in the Super Bowl. So yep. uh, you know, and he's now listen. Gronk back in the day was a different play. Sure. Well, I guess, and even with Tampa's issues, and you make a good point about Tampa's issues. They've got a lot of them. But then you also look at the Rams. You look at the Cowboys. It feels like there are other teams. Dallas can, is a legit. What have the Rams done? Being Minnesota. I mean, with with, with um, Stafford with three interceptions. I mean, you can't. Are you higher on the Rams? Like, when will you look? I think the Rams almost. Are you higher on the Rams now than you were at the beginning of the year? No. Okay. So, I mean, I think the Rams are a clear second tier. I mean, are the Rams better than the Patriots? Yes. I don't see you just listen. You don't like old school football. You don't. And and it's funny because uh, and 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 this is going to be painful for you, but we have to segue, we have to segue into the pain of the Houston 
But first, we got just a little business. Yep. AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay, now I'm going to let you guys know. I'm going to try to throw AJ off <laughs> by having this background music. It kind of feels like like you. Got, it's almost like Jeopardy, right? It is. It is. It certainly makes things feel a little more tense. Exactly. So we're gonna do that when we talk about your horrible love of the Chargers. Fox Sports Radio. I'm AJ Hoffman. He's the voice of Vegas. R.J. Bell. Mr. Dan Byer, you have a moment? Yes. So you doing Monday, Tuesday? Then you off again? I actually I am off. Uh, I'm <laughs> in for Doug tomorrow, Doug Gottlieb, <laughs> and I am in for Doug on Wednesday. So I know you guys will be listening to me as you prep for the show the next two days. Okay. So what you're saying is the only thing that brings you in during your holiday sab- is it called a sabbatical? I guess is the question. <laughs> hey, I'm just working. You just don't know when I'm working. That's the only deal. Oh, that that I, that's that sounds like something a dad would tell a kid. I think so. <laughs> and the dad's watching porn in the other room. Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> All right, Dan, we'll be listening tomorrow. You're buddy. gonna leave me like that? <laughs> yeah. No, you're Dan. I consider you infectious, uh, and that, and that's a good thing. Uh, uh, uh. All right, guys, be well. <laughs> Once he's on mic, he doesn't want to get off. You ever know? <laughs> I love Dan. I do because a true pro. Yeah. Oh God, his updates. Yeah. I tell you what this proves to me, though. Ohio State's announcing games against Team XYZ seven years from now and stuff, right? Right. In college football. Oh, look, Boise dropped out. Hey, guys, let me see. I got his number. Hey, you you want to play Central Michigan? It's like, yeah, let's do it. Friday? Yeah, Friday. Well, Washington <laughs> State, Miami dropped out over the weekend okay. for their game, so they were actively looking for an opponent. Okay. And then- so why not leave a week open? Why not at the end, like at the end of the year, you know, like bracket busters, just like BYU did with Coastal Carolina year before last, leave a week open where you just find it's like a Sadie Hawkins that you find a, a partner and you get good matchups and you can have the committee chair saying, hey, this is what we'd like to see. How great would that be? It would be great. But with these crummy bowl games, I think the fact that one team's already there and they're just but, waiting but, well, for something to Hold on a second. Happen. You're playing devil's advocate for the wrong thing. Is The Pac-12, which is the most woke of the organizations, mm-hmm. it would seem, at least it was before, they were able to play a noon Sunday game on like two days notice yes. last year. Coastal Carolina, BYU last year. This bowl game. So it's regular season, it's postseason. They're able to play a football game on less than seven years notice. Yes. But somehow, it seems like whenever they complain, oh, we didn't know so-and-so would be any good or not. It's like, then why schedule them seven years ahead of time? I don't have a good answer There's nothing to defend. There's nothing to defend. I've got nothing. All right. we got to take a break now. When we come back... I've been saved. No. (laughs) When we come back... We've got a preview Monday Night Football. No. This will be the music as AJ deals with his love for uh, Justin Herbert, J-Boy, and Monday Night Football preview with the best bet. That's coming up next, but first, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service with over 5,600 locations nationwide. AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. 
I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm A.J. Hoffman. Let's take a look at that wowing score where the Texans beat the Chargers 41-29, to dominate the L.A. Chargers. And then we're getting to Monday Night Football with a best bat. Now, listen, <clears throat> you and Justin Herbert, there's an unnatural thing going on. And my question is, have you? I've been telling you the Chargers aren't that good the whole year. You've been making excuses after excuse. Are you ready to face the facts? Yes. I still think Justin Herbert is very, very good. I think that he's going to be one of the the two or three best quarterbacks in the league. Ever? No. But defensively, to let happen what happened to them, there is no explanation or excuse for. And I texted you. But I thought Staley was the best coach in football. No, I didn't. I didn't think that. But he goes for it on fourth, though. He does. And actually, that didn't. I don't think they went for it once on fourth this game. Maybe that's why they lost by twelve points. Ooh, they they lost their edge. Yeah. They, I texted you before the game. The Texans started zero of their starting offensive linemen. They were missing their best receiver. They, there's no reason why. That's the guts. That's what. That's what grit does. That's what. That's what winning. This is winning time. Is what they call. Well, they put up 41 points on the Chargers, and that defense should. And listen, the Chargers were missing some guys with COVID too. Oh, it doesn't come matter. on! It doesn't matter. Come like, on! I, you, oh, you, you almost got through that without making an excuse. I'm making no excuses for him. I'm telling you, it's an inexcusable loss. It, it does bring up an interesting point, and it really is a key point. If you're betting early, and in general, we recommend betting early if you bet. If you don't bet, then just listen and know more than your buddies. No problem. But if you do bet, typically bet early. Now, why do we say that? It's because the line gets more accurate. It's harder to beat the closer to game time you get. And thus, why not bet against the softer line? But with COVID, there's a lot more uncertainty than usual. I actually think there's a way to play this specifically. Bet early if you're betting underdogs. Bet late if you're betting favorites. Now, usually that's not the way to do it. But the reason that's the case is who do who does the Titans, or I'm sorry, check that, the Texans have to lose? No one. Some people, but it's like it's not by saying the best receiver, there's someone better, but the drop off, but hey, they lose Davis Mills, ah, no big deal. But what happens if you lose Tom Brady? What happens if you lose Justin Herbert? Yeah, well, yeah, (laughs) J-Boy. So, to me, in general, it's good advice, and you can actually attack COVID in this way. And listen, I don't want to act like that me and Davis Mills have a personal relationship. 
But I will say this. This was sent to me from his email address for you, AJ. I'm a winner, not a loser. So, Monday Night Football. Thanks, D-Boy. Before we get to Monday Night Football, AutoZone has the free services you need to help you get back on the road, like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. With over 5,600 locations nationwide, AutoZone is here to help you save time and money with their free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. And let's look at Monday Night Football, where the Miami Dolphins, three-point favorites at the New Orleans Saints. And this line was actually the Dolphins' three-and-a-half-point underdogs. And then obviously COVID, and you know just the general game. I mean, with the Saints, it's mostly COVID absences. It's driving it, right? Yeah, but they're top two quarterbacks. Dolphins on a significant winning streak. The Dolphins are they're competitive right now to be in the playoffs, but they're far from favored. What's the current? What are the current odds, AJ? The current odds for the Dolphins to make the playoffs are. 18%. Okay. With now, a win, they'd jump up to 36%. Yeah, I, I think that's double. That, that is double, and that would put them right in line with the Chargers and the Ravens. All right, so they're in this thing if they can. And remember, they've got a home game against the Patriots the last week of the year. Dolphins are favored here. Now, in the Super Contest, $5,000 gold edition, we are now, we're 4 0 for the week. Great, obviously, week. Now, remember, I'm going to repeat this. I had Minnesota. On this show, I didn't have it in the Super Contest just because the line adjusted in the interim and we were having to take plus three instead of three and a half. I don't do that. That's what value is. But um, that was a loser. Um, but I also had Houston to win straight up. What was Fez paying me? Three, three to one. No, it was better than that. It was like plus 380 or something. 375. 375. And AJ, who loved the Chargers, you're like, I, I already have exposure. I've had more than I wanted. <laughs> yeah, My so man. now you actually bet under Texans four and a half wins? Yes. How you feeling? Not great all of a sudden. <laughs> all right, but you do have a best bet. Now, Mackenzie, you're the keeper of the records. What is AJ's record in his props? 14 and 12. What? 14 and 12? Wasn't he like just 14 and 9? He was 13 and 5. Then he was 14 oh. and 9. Now he's 14 and 12. How did that happen? I thought you I, won the last one. I did win the last one that you, you said, I've put my faith in you despite the big And then what happened streak? after that? I don't know. You weren't 14 and 13 at that. No, you got a mistake here, McKenzie. George I, Kittle over on Thursday didn't. Uh, Another finish. loser on Thursday? I guess so. Another Thursday night loser. All right, either fade or follow. Here it comes. Mark Ingram under 28 and a half rushing yards. First off, in the two games since Kamara has been back, Ingram's seen his workload decrease from 15 attempts per game when Kamara was out down to nine and a half when he's in the mix. Ingram's had two yards per carry in those games, which isn't going to get him more carries. And it's likely that the Dolphins, who are fifth in EPA against the run, are going to stack the box, give Ian Book the opportunity to beat them with passing, which I don't believe they think he can do. I think we'll also expect to see a negative game script for the Saints, which means they negative won't be... Negative game script? What, what the lingo is that? It means they won't be running as much because oh, they'll be that's playing not, from behind. That's not common parlance. So explain what that means. It means that the, the flow of the game will push the Saints more to passing than to running the football late. Okay. And when they do have to pass, I assume Kamara will be the one on the field and not Mark Ingram. So Mark Ingram, twenty eight under 28 and a half rushing yards, my best bet for the game tonight. I tend to like this, but I am going to tell the many listeners, if AJ falls into the red, which this loss would be, I will have to take over all props the rest of the football season. Now, right now, they're torn. They're, they're rooting on you to lose, but they want you to win. They don't know what to do. <laughs> all right, if you missed any of today's show, including... 
really a lot of disdain for Trevor Lawrence, continued but justifiable. You can check out that podcast at foxsportsradio.com. We're going to be back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 o'clock Vegas time. And remember, we got not only the early previews, we're going to be talking about the championship Final Four in college football. He's RJ Bell. I'm AJ Hoffman. We are straight out of Vegas right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.